through this pandemic, with more and more advisors speaking to their clients, the influx of dictations has been just about three to four times greater than the averages. So we're seeing a tremendous amount of activity. When Marie Moscato started her career as a financial advisor back in the 1980s, she realized that she'd be fighting an uphill battle in a male-dominated world. Now that she's the leader of a successful fintech firm, she's seeing the industry from a whole different perspective. She shared some of that perspective with me on this episode of the Wealth Management Today podcast. It's always a pleasure to spend time with all of you from the world of wealth tech. This is the stay-at-home version of the Wealth Management Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, and I run a consulting company called Ezra Group. We help wealth management firms make better technology and business decisions through our research and advice. On this podcast, I speak with some of the smartest people in the industry who are on the leading edge of technology and innovation. Before I forget, please subscribe and leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. I would appreciate it. And share this episode and every episode all across your social media networks. And now let's get going with my uh, latest interview. And my guest now for this episode of Wealth Management Today podcast is industry veteran and CEO of Copy Talk, Marie Moscati. Hello, Marie. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. And how are you? I am just fantastic. Well, as well as can be expected in these times. Right. That's for sure. We're all keeping our heads up and staying positive. Amen to that. How are things down in Florida? Florida is warm and overcast today, but it's, uh, I'm happy to be here as a transplanted New Yorker. Hmm. Um, for many reasons, I'm happy to be out of New York these <laughs> days. But um, Sarasota, Florida, where our corporate office is, is absolutely beautiful. It's a wonderful place. That's excellent. I'm going to have to come down and visit sometime. Anytime. We'd love to have you here. So can you give us, uh, the audience, a 30-second elevator pitch of what Copy Talk is about? Sure. Copy Talk um, has been around since 2001. We serve mainly the world of wealth management and financial services. And what we do is mobile transcription. So our service is assisting advisors and wealth managers in dictating their notes. And their notes come to our transcriptionists that work within our facilities, which is unique in this space because they work all U.S.-based controlled and monitored facilities that are managed by us. So they come into an office like a FINRA testing center would be. Their belongings go into lockers. They sit at our computers with no internet access, no personal devices at their stations, and they go to work. So we're pretty proud of our security and privacy um, overview. But the main reason is to help advisors document the why of what they're doing and to memorialize the conversations and meetings they have with their clients. And that is unique in, in this day. And probably, probably you're a lot, you're pretty ahead of, ahead of the curve 
if you think, because a lot of companies had outsourced to other countries, and now, now that we're in the middle of a crisis, they're thinking about bringing that back in. Uh, yes, for a lot of reasons. And I think that our model is unique in the fact that I come from the world of financial services. It's one of the reasons why I came on board here is because their security protocols, their processes, um, and their commitment to security and privacy is second to none. And I couldn't represent a firm coming from the industry that wouldn't put the utmost of um, benefit into those processes. Yeah, and especially considering that you used to be a chief compliance officer. <laughs> yes. From what <laughs> I heard, a little is, bird told me that. A uh, keyword is used to be. <laughs> but you still, you, you were, which is, and you were an advisor. You started out. Can you tell me a little bit, a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I happen to have grown up in the world of financial services pretty much by mistake, but um, it, it is an industry that I'm very proud of. It's an industry that I'm very passionate about. And um, I grew up scraping my knees and elbows. I think uh, I started in, um, I believe it was 84 or 85. And by the way, there were practically little to no women in the industry at that time. Mm -hmm. So you could well imagine the challenges. Um, but I uh, grew up, uh, learned a lot, and eventually went into management and eventually the head of a broker-dealer and trust division. Yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a tremendous uh, record considering, as you said, how few women were in the industry at all, let alone in positions of leadership with people reporting to them. Right. And being FINRA licensed, I have to say, I'm pretty proud of an immaculate U4 um, for all the years of, of service in the industry, because I believe in doing it and doing it right. That's excellent. Back to the, your time at CopyTalk. So now you're now you're CEO of, of this growing entity, and a lot of advisors are, are depending on your services. And, and I'm curious, with the, you know, the lockdown and, and the, the virus, what have you seen in terms of usage of your mobile scribe services by advisors? Well, we've seen a tremendous influx of incoming dictations, probably about three to four times greater than the average because we track this. Um, it's a very systematic approach that we use and we have access to the models of what the average is the same time last year and what we can expect in the incoming uh, dictation. So the influx since this pandemic, actually I would say since the end of January, beginning of February, when markets go crazy like it was, uh, well, it still is actually, but when the market was really peaking and doing quite well, the transcriptions are traditionally greater than normal. And then through this pandemic, with more and more advisors speaking to their clients, um, the influx of dictations has been just about three to four times greater than the averages. So we're seeing a tremendous amount of activity, which is great. Indeed, and that's a, that's a huge increase in three to four X. Most firms would you know, their, their systems would fall over 
<laughs> if they got three to four times the amount of volume. So how did how did you build your systems that they can that they can support a you know four hundred percent increase? Well, it's 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 our process, and we um, employ an amazing IT and development team. Our teams are all in house, so they can access. We in fact we just we just really upped our state of the art technology and servers um, and systems. So we can, we can handle the influx. We were doing this before the COVID. It happened to be very timely. So we don't traditionally see an issue. Uh, we have backup servers to take overflow. So we don't traditionally see an, an, an influx of, um, of folks getting maybe a busy signal because the dictation servers are busy. Um, we keep excess servers on hand just in case something happens. That is timely. That you, you it happens to be very timely. <laughs> yeah. It's good thinking, good planning. And as part of your planning, you launched a new product called, am I getting this right? It's called Copy Talker. That's correct. Copy Talker That's from correct. Copy Talk. Exactly. Very, very good, Craig. So, um, yeah. cop, copy talk is my baby. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It is a patent pending technology. And because I come from way back when in the industry, for those of you like myself from a baby boom generation, you may remember the Franklin planner. So I was a oh, Franklin, sure. I was a Franklin planner girl. You couldn't oh. take that away from me. No. And if you told me, 10 years ago, and I've been with Copy Talk for eight years, but if you told me 10 years ago that I would be at the helm of a technology company, I would tell you you're out of your mind, going back to my Franklin Planner days. Mm -hmm. However, um, I like being out with our advisors and with the firms that we're fortunate enough to do business with, and I talk to advisors all the time. What's give me the good, the bad, the ugly? Tell me what we can do better. Tell me what your needs are. Tell me where your challenges are. And from all of that gathering of information from folks that use our service and folks that don't use our service, um, to get some insights into what their needs are, it unequivocally, Craig, came back to me that I want all my technology in one place where I can simply push a button and do what I need to do. I don't want to toggle between platforms. I don't want to enter different passwords. I want it simple, which led me to come up with the copy talker. I went back to my development team and said, I need a button. I need a button that will sit either within a CRM or on an advisor dashboard or within a FinTech um, platform where an advisor can simply push a button and be able to speak their notes and their notes would come right back to wherever that platform that this button sits in, um, whether it's their client notes, whether it's, you know, something visual that they're working on while they're speaking, interfacing with a client and interacting with a client. Um, and, they came back, they developed an API that will do just that, and we named it the Copy Talker. So I'm pretty proud of it. I'm very excited about this. 
So it's an API that other that other fintech firms can use to integrate your services seamlessly into their products. Yes. And and the thing that makes it really super cool is the whatever platform we're integrated with, the that platform decides for their client base exactly where they prefer to have their notes come in. So it's, it's really whatever device an advisor's using, whether it's their laptop, their desktop, a tablet, their phone, they can simply access the copy talker. In fact, you don't even need a phone or you or any of our apps anymore. You could do it right from the device as long as they have a microphone. And what makes this really exciting for those firms and those individuals that are very serious about the security and the, the privacy of their notes, um, because of our platform, the API, the copy talker, utilizes the exact same security and privacy protocols as, uh, as, as, as if you called us or used one of our apps. So it makes it a little bit different from the series and the Cortenas of the world. So you mean like a like a, a vert like a, a voice assistant? Yeah, exactly. Instead of a voice assistant, what you That's also great. can do because we have we have live transcriptionists that actually dictate. If you say the term operator, you're giving our transcriptionists a command because we are, we, we, you know, we, we definitely type up whatever it is you, that you say. So we're a verbatim service, but if you say operator, delete that last sentence, that's going to say, that's going to tell our operator or a transcriptionist to stop typing. You're going to get a command. Or if you have a specific name, mm -hmm. let's just say it's John White. You can say operator white is W H Y T E. So you can give those commands that you couldn't do with uh, a voice recognition service, at least not in today's world. It may no. come eventually, but for right now, that's the case. And it's, it's really valuable. I know I'm, I've talked to people who use automated transcription services and they complain about that the, you know, they, the, they just don't understand advisor lingo, you know, or financial services, investment advisory, any of that. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it takes a lot of time to to figure that out. And you've you've already you've already built that into your system. Yeah, because because we're using live transcriptionists now. If somebody has a very heavy accent, or let's say they are um, in a mountainous area, or in a I know sometimes when I travel in New York or 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 Chicago, and you're in very tall buildings in the downtown areas, you know the service isn't as great. But our, the audio on the apps traditionally is much greater. So we have a, a, a system where advisors can rate a dictation. And we can, the transcriptionist can rate the person doing the dictation. So if somebody mumbles a lot or they're traveling through an airport, they can, a transcriptionist can rate the dictation. We do have our operations supervisors do audits and then we can we can either retrain a transcriptionist if that's the case if it's on our end or we can we can help the advisor dictate in a in a, either in a better locale or explain to them 
you may be moving your hands. Like I'm Italian, so I speak with my hands moving a lot. And sometimes that's not good when you're making a dictation. Um, or if you're traveling through an airport or you're driving with the window down and you're making dictations, there's a substantial amount of background noise. So we could alert them specifically to their account how we can do better transcriptions because we want to be 100% accurate. And, and actually our accuracy ratings are quite high in the industry. So we're, we, we take every precaution to delivering um, a timely and accurate dictation back to our clients. I'm going to take a break from this interview to talk about one of my sponsors, and it's the Invest in Others Charitable Foundation. Uh, the Invest in Others has an awards program that recognizes charitable work of financial advisors in communities across the country and around the world. These awards are presented at their signature event, which is an annual Invest in Others Gala. Over 600 advisors and financial service executives attend this premier event to celebrate those individuals that actively give back to their communities. There are five categories of awards that recognize the distinct ways that advisors have made a difference. I'm just going to read one or two of these. So there's the Catalyst Award that's presented to an advisor who has been an active uh, stimulus for positive change and displayed entrepreneurial vision and leadership to nonprofit organizations for at least the past three years. Uh, there's also the Community Service Award, the Global Impact Award, and they're uh, self-explanatory. And I'm um, on the judging committee for some of these awards. And I have to tell you, the, the advisors who uh, are nominated have done some incredible work, again, locally uh, in local communities in the U.S. and around the world. I would advise everyone to go to the website, investinothers.org, to read more and to donate. I've seen something you, you, you were talking about earlier um, and I was really interested in how this works. So uh, you were mentioning how financial advisors can grow their assets through transcription services. Can you elaborate on a little bit how that would work? Sure. Um, if you're meeting with a client, um, there's a few things that advisors need to do. Um, and one of the things that they, they don't recognize sometimes is you really want to have that eye contact. And you could be on Skype, uh, you could be doing virtual conferences like they're doing today, but you really want to capture important details that that conversation you're having with, with your client. So it, it could be, and here's a perfect example. When I was an advisor, I met with three gentlemen um, that owned a business together. They had a trucking company and a hardware store and the dad was there but the three brothers owned the business well they were talking about pretty substantial business they were talking about um how their parents were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary you know blah 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 so i had made a note that they were doing that and i sent the parents um a bouquet of flowers to congratulate them on the anniversary, even though they weren't potentially going to be a client. Well, they wound up to be my biggest clients because, and I, I always would ask my clients, tell me why you selected me or my potential clients. When they selected me as their advisor or hired me as their advisor, I would always ask the question, tell me, tell me what it was. Um, can you share with me why, why me, if you would? And this family turned to me and said, 
because you cared about our parents and you paid attention, if you cared about them when we weren't clients, we knew that you would take care of us. We were confident that you would take care of us, which is a great example of paying attention to details of what your clients are saying to you, the little things. And it doesn't even have to be something that they say. It could be, you know, their, their body language. So, you know, if somebody moves in close to you, you can make a mental note. And then when you dictate your notes, you can make, you know, when I was talking about his children from a previous marriage, I noticed that the husband or, or the wife backed away a little bit with all of these blended families today. So I think it's critically important when you memorialize a conversation and you make details of what you feel, whether it's said or, or uh, unspoken, just through body language, when, when you document that, it calls a lot of attention when you come back to see that client or if you take action in a certain way, like the example I gave you, um, really can, can set you apart. The other thing is when you go back to see a client, you want to have the conversation pick up exactly where you left off. You don't want to have to first go back and stumble through written notes um, to find out all of the things that you needed to follow up on. Believe it or not, in today's world, some people still do that. I mean, it's everybody's choice to manage their practice, but utilizing our service can bring in a tremendous amount of AUM because you're, you're documenting more and more of the details. And if you get into the habit of dictating your notes immediately after a client meeting, you're going to recall more than likely the majority of what just transpired that you need to document. So I always say it's documenting the why, documenting, you know, why you're going to make this recommendation, why you're going to make this proposal. Um, and then to, to put that caveat in there, if um, you see that they're glowing, that their granddaughter just got into college or something, and you make a little notation of that, and, um, you know, you follow up with a nice note or whatever it may be, then they know that you're paying attention to them. And I think the majority of people today want to know that you care more about their money than they actually do. And there's ways to do that. And this is one of those ways that has paid off in, in really being able to garner more AUM underneath their, their practices. You're saying it's more the, the personal touch. I think so. I, I think it's the, it's the personal touch. It's, it's being attentive and certainly paying attention to detail. Your, your, your clients or prospective clients want to know that you are listening to them, that you're paying attention to them. And the best way for advisors today, especially that there's so much on their plate, there's so much that they're responsible for. Um, they want to know that they're, they're the most important client to you in the world. And you need to, you need to relay that. And, and, and what better way than paying attention and keeping track of those moments those, and memorializing those conversations? Mm. So shifting gears a bit, um, with the, the COVID-19 crisis and 
I mean, you're, you've been in the industry for 30 years. You've, both been on, you've been on both sides. You've been on the advisor side, the compliance side, now the, now the vendor side. What do you see as the long-term impact of this crisis having on the investment advice industry? Wow, that's the million-dollar question today. I, I, think, I think we're going to do business differently. I think every firm today is looking or, or analyzing what we're going to look like when this is when we're done this we're, we're done with this so it's um i mean i'm doing the same thing we're analyzing we're assessing and you know what do we need to do differently better more impactful um how do we serve our clients more and and i think the investment industry is going to do the same thing and i i think we might see different changes that are due to generational um, differences, we, geographical differences. You know, people in, in remote areas may look do business differently than people in geographical areas. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, if, if people, if advisors are working within a, a banking environment, you know, they may not have as many branches anymore. And I think those advisors that may not have taken um, well to working with clients remotely or through Skyping or even through a YouTube process uh, may start to realize that it's not so bad. You know, it's interesting. I don't have to travel 20 miles or an hour and a half a day to either get into an office or to go visit with the client. Now, you know, again, clients may react differently. You know, everybody's busy today and, and maybe they're, they're now just getting used to saying, I could talk to my advisor virtually. That may not have ever thought about doing it before, but because of our current situation, I think, it, it, I think the use of technology has come more to the forefront from those that either resisted it, it or really didn't know how to implement it. So I, I think we're gonna see a lot of differences. I also think that, you know, those advisors that, let's say, their, their practice is mainly for retirees, I, 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 you know, they're going to have to reassess, you know, their current book of business. Because whether, you know, retirees are typically in this type of financial environment are impacted the most or, or soon to be retirees. They get seriously impacted when we see market downturns the way we're seeing. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of differences. Um, and I think just like we went through, you know, 9-11, you know, if you want to do some kind of comparison, you know, who thought we'd have to take our shoes off to get on the plane? But now we just do it and we're accepting of it. And, and I, I think we're going to see a lot of, um, differences come down the pike once we get to the other side of this pandemic. So, uh, and I don't think that it's necessarily negative. I, I think there could be some positive change. Uh, I'm the proverbial optimistic type of a person. So I look at how do we get better? Where are the new opportunities that, that through this dark time, you know, we see, you know, a bright light that we might not have thought of before. So, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna see some differences. Exactly what they look like, I'm I'm not quite sure, but those are some of the things that I thought about. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, do you have any tips for other companies 
So some of the things you've learned on how to improve productivity, communication to your employees, uh, or company culture around in this in this time when there's a lot of it's we're at a crisis that people you know might be a little bit nervous. So what are the things that you you've learned from managing your uh, your company during this time? Um, a lot, <laughs> but I I will say that um, I mean something I've always practiced is I'm a I'm a big communi- communicator. I think that you have to be as a leader, um, as an advisor, uh, you, you have to always communicate honestly. After all, we're in the business of we're in the business. Copy Talk is in the business of providing a service to advisors. Advisors are in the business to communicating and helping people grow and retain their assets. So through whatever lifestyle changes they may have. So communicating honestly and authentically is, is always a key. I think we've learned different ways to do it. I think that we've learned ways to um, empower our people and inspire them through different means of communication, you know, whether it's, it's, uh, you know, through the proverbial conference calls these days or, or webinar processes, we see more and more of that happening. But I think um, um, for pro- productivity is, is when you see an environment such as this that we're in, I don't think that you can run and hide. Those folks that run and hide um, usually wind up losing. You have to stay proactive. You have to reach out to people, as I mentioned earlier. If you're not calling on your clients, you can rest assured somebody else is. If you're not communicating with your employees, you can rest assured they might be looking somewhere else because they're not happy or they're scared and they're not getting any direction or, or, or leadership or, or even inspiration. I, I, I know in this time, um, you know, our customer service team has been inundated with calls and voicemails. Um, and, you know, every morning before they're even open or online, I communicate an inspirational message or share a great email that we may have gotten from one of our clients to keep them inspired and to keep them going because they're, they're not used to being remote. Our corporate office now is 50% remote and, you know, we're distancing people and and practicing that even in our facilities we're running them 24 7 now so we can have our transcriptionists be set apart from each other and give them the opportunity to work different hours like off-peak hours so we've changed a lot of our culture our normal culture but in order to do that and keep people connected you have to have communication you have to show the leadership and I try to put some humor in it because the one thing that makes us all join together um, is to smile and to laugh. So it's, it's really trying to um, keep the culture going in a, in a, in a unique, unique way that you may not have done before, but you have to keep it going. It's a way to have your, um, like we use uh, relationship managers, it's like you need to call our firms that we do business with and let them know that everything's okay. And you have to keep that communication constant. You don't, it's not one and done. You have to check back, make sure they're okay. Is there anything else that they need? What can we do for you? 
Um, do you need anything from us that we're not currently providing? You know, that little extra bit just to show that they, that you care and that you're on top of things, um, I think is the way to keep your productivity and your communication going. And as well as your, your corporate culture. So our employee, we're only as good as our employees. And I'm proud to say that I, 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 I've never been prouder than a group and team of people than they are the, the Copy Talk family. Um, they're committed, they're collaborative, they work with each other, they support each other. Um, they help our clients out to the end because customer service is a big deal to us. It's a huge deal to us. Um, so we've got to be there. We've got to be there to pick up the phone when somebody calls. Um, we have to be there to listen to them if they're going through a tough day, which, you know, a lot of advisors are experiencing that. We have to be there when the C-suite calls us up and or their risk management team calls us up and saying, hey, how are you dealing with this? With this? What's your business continuity plan? And you have to just keep it going, all of the above. But the message has to be one of positivity and that we're here to help. We're not perfect. We're going to get some things wrong. Um, but the communication flow has to be there. Great. Thank you so much for being on this episode. I know you've been super busy. We had to reschedule this call a couple of times. So thanks for making the time for the call and, and sharing this with, uh, with me and my audience. Well, thank you very much, Craig. It's been a pleasure as always. And stay safe and be well, everyone. Hey, it's Craig again. Uh, I really got a lot out of this uh, interview with Marie. Uh, she's really open and forthcoming. I especially liked her background and some of the history from what she's seen in the industry since the 80s. That's a while. Uh, interested in the tremendous uptake in, in meetings, uh, not surprising, that she's seen with her, with, with her system. And her system provides unique insights into what advisors are doing. Since it's not directly related to trading and, and, and uh, investing, it's really client meetings and how many client meetings there have been and, and how, in, uh, how interested people are in finding out more and, and probably nervous and talking to their advisors. So good data there. Uh, I like how uh, her, her comments on how advisors can grow their AUM by using transcription services. Here are some of her views on how the crisis has uh, had a long-term impact. And some of her recommendations, you know, I, I really uh, related to her recommendation to communicate honestly and authentically with employees. You really can't go wrong with that. So this wraps up another episode. Uh, please remember to like us, subscribe where you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you all again next time.